Hi there, listeners. Today we're brought to you by Yokao, the world's most prolific Muay Thai brand. That's right. We're so excited to be teaming up with Yokao to bring you the best Muay Thai gear possible. Honestly, mate, as an MMA coach, it took me a long time to find pads that don't wear down after just a few months. But at the moment, my trusty Yokaos aren't going anywhere. Oh, I know the feeling, man. Getting kicked hard with pads smashing your forearms, it hurts. Yeah, it's the absolute worst, especially when you've got to do it every day. If there's one thing you should never compromise on, it's martial arts gear. 100%. And Yokao has the best quality of training gear, gloves, shorts and clothes as well. They're amazing quality and great value for money too. And Yokao are offering you guys 10% off any purchase by using code COMBATCASUALS10 at the checkout. That's COMBATCASUALS10 with no spaces. Get yourself some top quality Muay Thai gear and save some cash. Hi and welcome to the Combat Casuals podcast. If you're a fan of mixed martial arts and all things related, stick around. We'll be talking about past and future events, analysing fights, and trying to provide you with the opportunity to get involved in the ultimate fighting conversation. We've been friends for too long now, and we always have the most bizarre conversations. So we thought, hey, why not make a podcast? I'm Dustin. I'm Ian. And we're the Combat Casuals. Mate, I'm so happy we've got this sorted. Fuck it up. (laughs) <laughs> Mate, I think we I think we've earned it. Christ. Jeez, man. Especially after that first episode. I spent hours cutting it all together. That I was can't a believe, nightmare. Now we look back on it. Like I, I can't believe the choice that we were <laughs> I love that mm. our innocence to podcasting was, yeah, you record yours, I'll record mine and then we'll sync them up. <laughs> Christ, man. Well, to be nah, like it's all well and good saying that won't work in hindsight, but at the time, no, no, that's why what I mean. wouldn't it you assume? It seemed like a good yeah. idea, didn't it? It seemed like a really... When you say that, you go, oh, yeah, that's a really good idea. Don't ever do that. Yeah. <laughs> Don't why, ever... why would you not assume that two recording softwares... Well, no, sorry, the same recording software on two laptops would record in real time? Yeah. You just assume... Is, I... is time not the same anywhere? Like, yeah. anywhere? You... <laughs> I don't How even fast understand are you what moving? Happens. Yeah, I know, right? I don't even understand Are you moving faster than I am in London? Yeah. <laughs> We're in a different time zone. It's London time zone. Yeah. Honestly, no, you'd assume it would, but I don't know what the fuck happened. I, it's insane. Like uh, the fact Whatever, that it just man. like unsynced. Yeah. No. Never mind. Christ. Never mind. So man. anyway, today are we? We yeah. Are we? We are. We're we gonna are. try and answer <laughs> a few more of the questions. We've been added some new questions as well. Steve's been um, on it. He's been sending us. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't give up Steve. on us. He didn't give up. You know. <laughs> Fuck him anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll do our best to get through all of the questions. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we've had some new stuff. ones that are very relevant to what's been going on recently. So yeah, yeah, big we'll, time. We'll, we'll, we'll also try and get. And them there's on. like big so, um, MMA news as well this week, which links to it as well. Two, right. So I think a good place to start would be on the back of in the last episode we were talking a little bit about illegal knees yep. in the UFC and yep. how they are not illegal in some. Uh, promotions like one championship so that came to fruition with mighty mouse obviously getting knocked out at the weekend i was so it was like it was like i don't know it was extremely emotional it was like watching a friend get knocked out It, it was painful i won't lie like i felt like going into that fight I, I admittedly, like I like one championship, but admittedly, I didn't know as much about uh, his opponent. Like I, ge- I genuinely didn't because one championship isn't as promoted over here. So I kind of was just expecting Mighty Mouse to win because I know Mighty Mouse is like, in my opinion, one of the greatest of all time. And to see him get finished and also to see him get finished in the manner he did. Whoa, mate, that was painful. It was really painful to watch. Credit to the other guy as well. I keep calling him the other guy and I've forgotten his name. <laughs> yeah, was it? Not Mariah's. Yeah, I think, I, I think... Um... Mate, I didn't know much about him either. I mean, it sounds bad, but obviously over here in the West, we're pretty much exclusively UFC and a bit of Bellator. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I am getting a lot more into Mariah's, one. you're right. Yeah, uh, Andreo. Yeah, Mariah's, yeah. yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people were saying you know, oh, that his tweet didn't age very well. So for anyone, any listeners who aren't clued up on it, uh, essentially after the Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling illegal knee, Mm -hmm. Mighty Mouse put a tweet up basically saying, oh, knees to downed opponents should be allowed in mixed martial arts. Like the UFC should allow it and they're allowed in one. And then obviously Mighty Mouse was finished or 
partly finished with 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 a knee to, to the face mm. when he was grounded. So obviously people were saying, "Oh, that age that didn't age well," and you know, uh, a bit of karma. And I'm like, "Well, no. that's not karma. No, like, it's not karma." I'm sure his opinion hasn't changed. Like just just because he lost that way doesn't mean that that's not how the sport should be. Well, his opinion you can't just hasn't pick changed. and choose. Yeah, his opinion yeah. literally has not changed because he literally after the fight, man, credit to Mighty Mouse as well because like to get finished like that, first time he's ever been finished, and then to come out and be like the person that he is, just a really sound guy, and be like, no respect to the other guy. And he came out and literally said, no, I got finished. I wasn't stalling. I just got caught. And that's what happens in a fight. And you get caught with punches standing. You get caught with elbows standing. You get caught with knees on the ground in one championship. That's what happens. You got to be prepared for it. And he got caught. And that's credit to him, man. Like it shows what quality he is as a fighter and as a person to just take that on board and stick by what he said, you know, just to stick exactly to it. All the respect in the world to Mighty Mouse. What a geezer. Do you think... It affects, like, a friend of mine and I were discussing this. Do you think it affects his standing as one of the GOATs? Like, would... No, not at all. Everyone loses, man. Everyone loses. Like, it don't, it don't matter how... I mean, go on then. How many people do you know that have never lost a fight? I only know one, so... I only know... I mean, th- there's two in my head, right? One of them is Khabib. Um, and the other one, with a massive asterisk, is John Jones. But... I we, right, yeah, we hate we hate John Jones. He's a shit we person. Do hate John Jones. Yeah, we all hate John Jones. He's a shit person. Um and his one, he does have a loss. It's illegal elbow. And I know like there's an argument to say that it shouldn't be illegal, but no, it was illegal and that's the rules. He's got a he's got a loss that's on rules, his record. Rule, <laughs> rules are rules, man. Yeah. They're there for a reason. Yeah, you he's got a loss this. and I'm sticking by it. Because there, there was a that's small it. point in time where the UFC were trying to get his loss taken off and that he would be undefeated. Yeah. Which I'm just like, no, 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 he's lost and that's it. Just makes it easier to sell, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he lost that fight because he was a dick and did a legal thing. That's <laughs> that's so right. it's, that. it's, it's frustrating because obviously it's it's not directly comparable, but the the theories do overlap. Like if, you know, it was the hundred meter sprint and someone set off a split second before the gun, yeah. if he won, they'd be like, No, you didn't. You set off a split second before the gun, you didn't win. Yeah. Like it's the same. If if you break the rules, you don't win. Yeah, that's just how it's, it is. There's I mean? a discussion over the rules being changed, but whilst yeah. you have to fight with the rules in front of you, you have to Too fight. Right. With, and it's exact same thing that's happened with uh, Mighty Mouse. You know, he, you have to fight with the rules in front of you. I don't think he wasn't. I think he was really taken on board how one was. In fairness, uh, again for listeners, and uh, you know, it may seem that oh, he's been knocked out. This is now tarnishing it. But he did win the Grand Prix when he went over there. He had three wins he in did. it. Yeah, and that's amazing. Like that is super mm. impressive. So and he'll be back, dude. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll, he'll, he'll get a rematch or he'll fight. You know, if uh, Mariah's don't keep winning. But mate, what, he's one of the huge, things though, dude. mate, I couldn't. That's literally what I was about to say. I couldn't believe the size difference between, like, because one championship, especially, they're yeah. a lot more. If people aren't aware, they're a lot more on it with the weight cuts than the UFC are. They do like hydration tests, and yeah, they have, have a to limit, be a which I percentage, think percentage, don't you, within the week of uh, cutting? Yeah, you have to be a yeah, certain water weight. Exactly, so that people can't like drastically dehydrate and then rehydrate for the fight. Like, because in the UFC, a lot of guys manage to lose, you know, up to like. 20 pounds or so and then they can put on you know something in the teens pounds up to 20 pounds just in water before the fight and then i hate to think how big nganu really is walking around it's a lot of weight man it's a lot of weight yeah it's terrifying you know i mean and i mean so obviously we spoke about that in a previous episode about steve emirates and nganu and uh, whether there should be another weight division and i think there should if if you're going to have this many split weight divisions but Mm. that's another matter but the thing with demetrius johnson is well, man, like at the stare down, at the glove touch, everything. I was just like, he, he just couldn't get near him. He no. was moving well. He was doing everything he needed to do. But it just looked literally like uh, Mariah's was two weight divisions. Big. No disrespect huge. to Mariah's. If you can make weight, then you fight, man. Like, good on him. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, Christ, he cl- I- he's clearly doing it to their rules because they're, they're going to be keeping on top of him. You know, yeah. he must be just a massive I'd, dude. Too right. I'd like to see a rematch between them two. But honestly... I, I just don't know what J- Johnson could do. What could he do? He I have no idea how he can win that fight. He didn't look like he had much offensive 
in that fight. He looked very defensive in uh, their their um, exchanges. It looked like more that Demetrius was on the back foot and was surviving mm. more. You know, going for a yeah. takedown didn't quite work. Trying to get mm. the clinch game wasn't quite working because of the size of that guy. And yeah. Marais was like hitting him. He was hitting him hard, man. And they were he was winning those exchanges. And yeah, he was. Pff, mate. I mean, Mighty Mouse. He was being aggressive with his cage control. Like he was in the center of the octagon and trying to push forward, but mm. he just couldn't get anywhere near him. No. Man. Like it's it's it was hard to watch. It is hard to watch, and I don't think it does affect me and uh, me and my mate uh, Rory were discussing this, and you know, I, some people will call Demetrius Johnson the greatest of all time before this fight. Um, personally, my my number one is George Saint Pierre, um, but you know, for me, he's still in my top three, top five like fighters of all time. Um, I, right. I don't think anything changes that from a loss because, as you say, everybody loses. It's not an unusual thing for somebody to lose and I think it's a big thing to say because we don't know but if Khabib had carried on right if Khabib had carried on fighting I know there's a lot of people will say there's nobody in the lightweight division who like looks a serious uh threat to him I know Michael Chandler is a really good argument and as we said in previous episode there's a reason why they're doing Chandler versus Oliveira because neither of them have yeah. fought him but eventually he would lose that's just how life works he would because because of how good Khabib is the rest of the division has to catch up with him so they're all getting better and you know if, it's a big thing to say I know a lot of people will be like no how can you say that it's Khabib he would never lose etc but eventually of course he would if he kept he on fighting until he was in his 50s or his yeah. 60s, like, <laughs> everyone loses at some, either you quit or you lose yeah. like, I'm not saying Khabib's a quitter that's, no, that's not ridiculous at all. No. He, he went out on top he retired on top yeah. too right Khabib wicked yeah. but like at the end you know that's another word for quitting he, he quit the game didn't he he was yeah. like right I've yeah, had everything I'm going to get out yeah. of this I'm going to leave and I agree either with you him, quit or you lose yeah, yeah, I agree with him, Stephen Wakers. I, I agree with what GSP said about the situation. The UFC would want Khabib to lose. They want him to lose because Too right. they want him to leave on a loss because then whoever's the champion is legitimately the champion. It's the same Definitely. thing whenever a big name champion retires. The division is left in a bit of a a, a hole, you know, because you the, to be the best, you got to beat the best. But when you, the best isn't there everybody's going to go, oh, yeah, he's the champion, but Khabib, you know, like <laughs> that's going to be the, yeah. the conversation. But I think you are, you're right, you know, I, and I, I do think if he had stayed, if, if it's not Charles Oliveira, if it's not Michael Chandler, there's somebody else in that division who would come up and, and win and beat Khabib. I just think it's how it is, you know, like yeah. I'm not even talking about him being 50 or something. I'm thinking, you know, if he's not an old guy, Khabib, and if he went another two or three years, which is completely feasible, he would lose. It's just how it works. You know, he would lose. And it's the same with John Jones. I know people be like, oh, he didn't lose that fight. He did in my mind. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I, I, I get what they mean. He didn't win, but he also didn't lose. Like he, yeah. he didn't get beaten, did he? No, he, he didn't, beat but himself. he beat himself and that counts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, he would get beaten. I think he will get beaten. I think him facing Ngannou, I think Ngannou's going to beat him. I, do, I genuinely Too right, think man. that's going to oh, happen. I'm, I'm so like... Ngannou Lewis too. Like obviously, the first fight was dreadful. Oh my God. The second, <laughs> but it, it does still have potential. Do you know what I mean? It, it, does, it always it does. has potential. Does. You got two hard hitting guys. Um, I think Ngannou takes the second one. Like 100%. Ngannou, how he came out with Stipe, I was like, oh, this guy actually showed up looking like a fighter. Like, yeah, fight. he looked completely different, didn't he, man? Um, so I think it'll be quite a different fight. Yeah. Um, but I'm quite, I don't know, I'm quite sad that. Because I, I think Jones would lose to Ngannou. I think he's just too small, man. I mm. think he'll just get manhandled. And I really wanted to watch that. But mm-hmm. maybe it will happen eventually. I think, I think it we will. I think it will happen. Like, the bottom well, line... But you, you know what I really sense. don't want to happen? Mm. Is, like, let's say Ngannou-Lewis 2 is the same as last time. Like, if, if, if Ngannou isn't the champion mm. when John Jones gets his shot, like, I don't want John Jones to win the heavyweight title. No, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want him to go up and be like, oh, I'm too small for this division and get whooped. Yeah. And then maybe like he would never say it, but have a bit more respect for DC, who was like, you know what? I'm only 5'10 or 5'11 or whatever he yeah, is, but yeah, I'll have yeah. a crack. Yeah. And he was really successful. I want Jones to go up there and get smashed. Yeah, I really do. I, I, I fucking hate John Jones. He's such a prick. <laughs> like, I <laughs> we, <laughs> I fucking hate him so Christ, much. Man. Like, yeah. I, I know Awful. it's like, oh, people are fighters and there's like, you shouldn't get like personal with fighters because they're fighting in the ring, but he genuinely is just a trash person. Like he's just, but to me, that's, that's, that's all support. Like to me, how can you support someone 
for anything besides what they're like as a person. No, you know I mean? like, definitely. Like, I, 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 I agree. I can watch someone. I don't, you know, I, I don't like Conor McGregor. I enjoy watching him fight. Yeah, he's, he's an exciting fighter. He's ring, got man. knockouts he's and he's, he's a great striker. Yeah. John Jones, fucking hate him. He's still exciting to watch him fight because he's well, a good fighter. Don't when mean he I was like on steroids, him. yeah, he was exciting to fight. When he was on gear, he was <laughs> yeah. exciting to no, fight. Yeah, no, he's, he's a bit a like shit now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, got, like... he's got pillow hands. Oh, um, He doesn't knock but, um, people out at all. Mate, I, uh, nah. I really, I don't like him in the ring and I don't like him outside the ring. I have fucking hate John Jones. He's... Calm down, Ian. Calm down. <laughs> I... Oh, John Jones! No, I'm joking. We'll have, it, we'll have him as a guest. when. Uh... Oh, mate. If it, you... <laughs> I'm just berating him. <laughs> what are you doing with your life, John? Like, really? <laughs> Fuck you. Are you happy with we'll yourself? Have we'll have him on for about a minute. Yeah. Oh, mate. I honestly, he's... Um... Do you know what's a shame, though? Like, back when I was getting into UFC, John Jones was somebody who I liked because he was exciting to watch. Like, mm-hmm. his finishes of Rampage, his finishes of Rashad... Well, he didn't finish Rashad, but the way he battered Rashad Evans, like... Mm. You know, I genuinely Machida, that was awful. Oh, Machida, awful to watch. But mate, hated it. But how amazing was that? Like the way he just dropped him, amazing. He had this persona. I think that's why it's so like uh, Venom with with when I talk about uh, Jones because he had this persona of being a good person, and he's just not. And like he keeps trying to redeem himself. Like when he did finish DC, and he was like going oh, you know, I wish I was the man DC was and all this stuff. And then he turns out he's done steroids again. And then afterwards he's slagging off DC. I'm like, mate, what are you doing for yourself? What are you doing for my, yourself? My main thing with him is that like, right, like, you know, I'm 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 not religious myself, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not religious myself. but And he, oh, oh, I'm not going to say he claims to be Christian. Obviously he's Christian. He's Christian, Christian, yeah, Christian. He's Christian. But he claims to like live by Christian values. Yeah. And he always puts like, bible quotes and things like that and whenever he does something really shitty he'll put some he tries to hide it behind like oh part of god's plan god has a plan for us all it's like no you can't just like crash into a pregnant woman when you're off your tits on coke and that and then just be like i guess god has a plan plan for all of us and i was like yeah and he he fucking hates you mate yeah (laughs) (laughs) he he really hates you is you can't assault a woman in a strip club and also be married and have kids, but you're and then rattle off Bible verses. Yeah, and then yeah, and then it's very disrespectful, if anything. Like it's, I think so. Yeah, it's it really makes him a horrible person. Yeah, it's, and it's like, yeah, it's just like that false sense of I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what the word is. That modesty, I mean? but, but pretend, it's not. Yeah, he pretends to be this really good guy, and then he does horrific things. Yeah, no. It's like, honestly. how can you? I think I that's know, why I have so much venom for him because I wanted him yeah. to be because he is fantastic in the ring, or at least he was when he was on gear. Yeah. You know, like he was fantastic in the ring, and then when he's such a scumbag, you're just like, man, I just, I don't even want to really watch you because, like, I know there's that thing of watching him to lose, and that's why people act mm. like that in the like heel sort of persona from WWE. But it's not even like that. Like, it's like Chel Sonnen, for example, played upon that. I don't think Chel Sonnen's actually yeah. a shit person. He just played the heel. No, of course he isn't. Yeah, he's, no. a right, he's a right geezer. He's he's so funny as well, and he, he yeah. you know, he wanted people to watch him versus Anderson because he wanted people to either pay to see him lose or pay to see him win. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, John Jones is just genuinely a scumbag. Like that's, that's oh. the difference. Well, <laughs> another good example would be Colby Covington. I don't like Colby Covington, yeah. but everything he does doesn't really seem like a legitimately bad dude. No. It just seems like a, it just seems like a, all a joke. And I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Cause I don't no. like the whole like WWE suck, you know, like I don't like it where they're all playing a game and no. they're all being actors. Just be yourself, man. That's what I like. But I get it. Whatever. You're just trying to make money. Do you know what I mean? And so I don't I don't hate Co- the guy. Covington's you know I mean? an Covington's an interesting example because I actually really dislike Covington as well because of either because some of some of the things he said, because like let's take Chael or even Conor McGregor. Uh, and we've we've talked about this before about the going too far with things. Um I feel like Covington, it's like you're either, as you say, I don't think it's genuine, but you're either a genuinely a piece of shit person who says things like a guy who's just had a heart attack former manager of Kamara Usman died saying like mm. he's going to be watching you lose from hell 
uh, and then saying about Matt Hughes, um, like, uh, what was it that he said? Oh, yeah, Matt Hughes is very good friends with Robbie Lawler. And when he beat Robbie Lawler, um, after Matt Hughes had his horrific train accident where he got smashed by a train uh, when he was in his car, he was like, oh, Robbie Lawler better not be on those same tracks as like Matt Hughes. It's either you're, mm. it's either you're a piece of shit who genuinely says those things or you're faking it which is equally as bad because these things aren't like a yeah. WWE heel sort of like Chelsea and S character. You're just a cunt. Like, like that's just such yeah, an awful any, thing to if say. If anything, if anything, that's worse because it wasn't a legitimate thought you had. Yeah. It's something you calculated. You're like, what can I say that's just going to really wind he's, everyone up? He's also stoked the sort of like divisional political like uh, fires in America with particularly in UFC groups that you have like, say the Kamara Usman's an immigrant from Africa coming to the country. He loves the MAGA shit. He, he loves the MAGA shit, which just stokes fuel on a fire, which is just already incredibly divisional in that country. And I just like, mate, who are you actually doing this for? Like, it's not, it's not helping. I, if anything, I think obviously he's got a lot of money. He's doing better than I have, you know, like he's got a lot more money than I'm, I probably ever will. Um, but, you know, it doesn't make you look good barring for a very small no. sect of people well i guess not a crazy small sect probably bigger. i don't know how much of that money he spends on prostitutes to be in his instagram videos. i mean they they're clearly yeah, prostitutes man. mate very <laughs> like, clearly prostitutes. i like when what was it again they are wednesday daytime prostitutes yeah they're not high quality which makes me question how much <laughs> he's getting paid actually because then it makes me go Mate, if you can only afford daytime prostitutes, how much are you actually getting paid? <laughs> Fucking ten pound brass. Yeah, I don't know how this is going, mate. Anyway, should we get off of this? Yeah, topic? I can't stand. <laughs> I those feel like people. this is getting this is getting uh, it's beca- dangerous. It's becoming um, us just slandering people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we've so Please. far only done Please. only done one one uh, one question. Well, also, um, <laughs> I guess also, with, if we're going to talk about one championship, we should also talk about uh, Eddie Alvarez's DQ. That's man. what I was going to move Fucking on to. Hell, yeah, man. perfect. Jesus, I've, I've been asked a lot about. A lot of people have sent me this video and said, "What do you think of this?" And was he hitting him in the back of the head? And mate, there's so much going on here. It's a really, really open topic. Yeah. What's your kind of first well, impression? What's your take? He. So I watched it. A number of times after it happened. Firstly, like I feel for Eddie big time. I like Eddie Alvarez a lot. I've got You're a lot right. of time for him. And I felt, mate, the video of him crying afterwards was painful to watch, man. Like, just a, honestly, one championship's great. And obviously, Marias, credit to him, but painful to watch that card. I'm not going to lie for me. It was, yeah, it was awful <laughs> it was to watch, awful man. Watch. So Emotional I think there is like a punch early on in that whole transition, which was to the back of the head, which I think the referee warns him for. So then his punches move and hits him in the ear, and then he continues to land those punches, and then the referee jumps in. That's how it looked to me. And I mm. was like, well, he did one, which happens to the back of the head. That does happen. These happen like all the time in MMA. Like It's a sport where these things do occur. Eye pokes happen. We've talked about that before. They can be accidental. You get a warning. That's it. He moves the punch. I... I personally didn't think it should have been stopped as a DQ. No. I don't think it Agreed. should. You know, like being hit, being hit on the ear. I'm not saying that I agree with punches to the back of the head being like not illegal. I'm not saying that we should now make punches to the back of the head legal. I'm now not going to be advocating mm. that. But I have seen kicks that roundhouse kicks that go right past like somebody's guard to the back of the head. And one of the ones that sticks out in my head so much is when Robbie Lawler was fighting Rory McDonald. And Rory McDonald threw an amazing kick and it went right mm. to the back of the head. It smacked him in the back of the head and Robbie was all over the place. Yeah, he was. I remember that. It Great was fight. Oh, amazing fight. But, like, I feel like he, we, I'm not saying, oh, we should be okay with punches to the back of the head. That kick's going to do way more damage than one singular punch to the back of the head. Like, it's a, mm. that is a crazy kick, to, like, what happened there. So I think the warning was enough because he then changed what he was doing. Like it wasn't going to mm. be causing his opponent that much damage at that point in time because it was one singular punch. That's how it looked to me. And I guess comparing it to a kick standing up that does that, I feel like there should have been a bit of leeway to be like, well, he's going to get hurt more standing up if there was a roundhouse kick to the back of the head, etc. A singular punch to the back of the head with a warning, I don't think the fight should have been stopped. I, that's how it looked no. to me anyway. Yeah, so so I, I totally agree. So f- first of all, I think it's a really ambiguous term to just say 
back of the head? Like, where does the back of your head start? Is it as, as soon as you're behind your ear? Is that the back of mm. your head? Or is it, like, further around? Like, and, does it and look like it's on the ear? So, like, I don't know. If you, like, put your fist on, like, the back side of your head. Like, I can have my little finger on my ear and have my index finger, like, almost right on the back of my head. So yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. well... <laughs> you get what I mean it's a very ambiguous term and how is Eddie supposed to know in the heat of all that as far as I'm concerned Eddie was I think it's more about intention than anything else yeah, he didn't mean to hit him in. if he did hit him in the back of the head he didn't fucking mean to mm-hmm. and he was trying hard he was like even trying to look with his eyes and trying to hit him like in the ear yep. my other beef with it is that is that his opponent was turning intentionally so that only the back of his head was exposed. And I'm not saying I've got all the answers, but I think something needs to be done for like, you know what I mean? Someone's hitting you, so you turn, you know, so that the back of your head is exposed where they're hitting you, and you know that the back of your head can't be hit. I just think that's a really like, silly tactic like it's it's kind of like a loophole that's been you're exposing like one of the weakest parts of your body for strikes knowing full way well they can't strike you to me it's the same as stalling when you're downed right like like Aljamain Sterling did he was stalling on the ground so Jan went bang right and in in my head uh Alvarez's opponent was stalling he yeah. was like oh you can't hit me you can't hit me turning away I'm like <laughs> there was no need for him to be turning his head to the extent that it was turning it. Eddie wasn't like wrenching it away or anything. So no. that kind of winds me up as well. No, I agree. And then, yeah, from, from from the ref to say, oh, you know, careful, back of the head. And Eddie was like, okay. And he tried to, as he said in his post-fight interview, he was like, he was trying to nudge his head with his head. And then he kept hitting. But instead of giving him, I don't know, another warning or, or breaking the fight for a few minutes or just standing him up or anything like that, the ref was like, nah, fuck you, Eddie. And I'm like, oh, Mate, I felt so bad for him. And in his post-fight interview, the immediate one, he was saying, wasn't he? He was like, "You put me in a cage. Yeah, I'm just, oh, I'm just trying to survive. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just punching a guy trying to, to survive. It was really, really hard, hard to watch. watch. He was so emotional. And I don't know. In my opinion, that was a TKO victory for Eddie. Yeah, that wasn't, I, I, that wasn't, look, that wasn't and also the guy on the floor was completely wrapped up. He was like not going anywhere. And he he wasn't was, going anywhere. He wasn't going to go anywhere. I'm not saying. Look, if the <laughs> The other guy clearly was hurt. The other guy was clearly hurt. But it looked like he was getting hurt from the punches that were legal. That's the thing. Like, I, I think it was... You got. We've got to be careful in safety. I think this is, I guess, the, the line between it being as real as it gets and sport. There is a level of safety that we have to have in MMA to for it to be seen as more legitimate. Because as I said last week, there's still people who I encounter who go, oh, it's like totally barbaric. There's no skill to it. Yada, yada. All those people, I'm like, you're chatting shit. You're like... You you don't understand the nuances of mixed martial arts and too like, right. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. If you're one, if you're one of those people, stop listening fuck to you. us. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't want you. That's, yeah, that's probably nicer to say. Stop listening. Yeah, to yeah. Us. But, but, you but fuck also, you. <laughs> but also, fuck you. I hate you more than John Jones. Oh, mate, not possible. But no. the, <laughs> the I I just I I feel like you've got to have safety. You've got to for it to go from being for people like that. We've got to be able to have a level of safety. And it's the kind of thing mm. where eye gouges are banned. Like, they're 100% disgusting. You should not be doing that. Now, in a street You're fight, right. you, some dickhead's going to probably do that. And, you know, like, it, it is how it is, you know, because it's a street fight. And if we want to be seen as legitimate sports, we've got to have rules that protect fighters. So I guess that is why in the UFC ground opponents, no knees, because it's safety of a mm. fighter. I, since last week, our conversation, I now fall on the side more of having knees to ground opponents. I kind of am like looking at one championship, even though I'm fairly certain they ban elbows. I guess I would continue. Well, I would combine both of them to have knees and elbows. Like I, yeah. since our last conversation, where I was a bit more on the side of not having knees, I've kind of thought about what you've said and sat now going, actually, I can't see a reason why a elbow standing up or I'm allowed to kick somebody in the face why the difference between a knee to a ground opponent now i guess somebody would try and make the argument to me that the the movement you could get more power i guess but i don't know mate some of the things i've seen like in garnu's uppercut to overeem i'm like it's gonna fucking kill somebody so like yeah so, so, so that's the thing that's the thing for me man my my thing is just consistency so like you can't eye poke or eye gouge you can't do it on the ground you can't do it on the feet you can't do it anywhere you can't strike to the groin on the ground on the feet anywhere 
I can hold you in a tie clinch and launch my knee at you and pull you into my tie clinch. You know I mean, like, man, like anyone who doesn't train, <laughs> like might not fully understand anyone who's trained Muay Thai or a similar martial art. How fucking hard can yeah. you throw a knee yeah, in a tie clinch? Oh, my word. And then what? You're saying that just because he's got one knee on the ground or something, it's what? It's any harder? No, man. No. Like, if I can hold you in a tie clinch and knee you in the head, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, and what about what about when, uh, only, only because it's the first one that springs to mind, uh, when Uriah Hall, was it Gay Guard Musassi? He did the spinning back kick and he was aiming for his body. Yeah, yeah, Gay Guard Uriah had ducked Hall. down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he ducked down. So Gay Guard his head was low down, it was at waist height, and Uriah spinning back kicked him straight in the jaw. Sorry, if you can what about that spinning back kick where Uriah Hall in Ultimate Fighter yeah, where he like brutal. literally knocks that guy dead? What? But then I'm sorry, but Mighty Mouse, yeah, he got knocked out, but then straight after he was like, Yeah, I'm sound. Yeah. Just be consistent. Just That's be consistent. If you yeah, if yeah. you're gonna allow knees, allow knees. Like yeah. if you've got someone on the back on the ground Look! Look at what Dan Henderson did to Michael Bisping after he knocked him out in their first fight. Yeah, if Jesus. you can, look if at you can, Ganu like every fucking, <laughs> if you can, like essentially fly from the top ropes. Yeah, <laughs> you mean yeah. land like a Jesus Christ? I, that's that's my main beef yeah. with it. Is is beacons? Either you allow knees or you don't. You I mean, agree. I, I say I say knees to grounded opponents. Yes, elbows. Yes, yes. 12, twelve to six elbows. Yes. 12 like, to 6, I'm still on the, the fence for because they are I pretty underst- nasty. Well, my only beef with 12 to 6 is that it's so, again, like, let's let, you know, we're talking in degrees, yeah. right? Or, or let's talk about on a clock as, as it's on a clock. Okay, what about what about an 11.5? Is that allowed? Yeah. Or a, what, ab- or what a, about an 11.30? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or a 1.30. At what point? Uh, and, and then who decides that in the heat of the moment? And yeah. it's like, really, really, how much difference is that going to make? So long as you're not hitting in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. I do agree with the back of the head one, because I think struck, because by principle, by hitting someone in the back of the head, they're not looking. Yeah, you're hitting yeah, someone yeah. when they're not looking. Yeah. And it's obviously a really dangerous place to get hit. But again, I think it just needs to be clearer for fighters what mm-hmm. is and what isn't the back of the head. Yeah. And I think it needs to be made clearer when someone's like Eddie Alvarez, he didn't mean to. He got a warning and he went okay, and he made visible adjustments. You could see that he was trying. I think that's not what makes to. this so bad. Like that's yeah, why so it makes he, it so like frustrating. Yeah, he obviously tried really hard not to. He was like, oh, it was almost like in his eyes, you could see him going like, "Here, is this okay?" Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, uh, like very frustrating very man. frustrating so I, I, and that was bang out of all yeah and, and i think this is the thing we've got to have those rules we've got to have consistency we've got to have those rules and people are human so mistakes are going to happen you know we've got the is it mario yamasaki who just lets people die basically <laughs> in the ring we got if he dies he, he dies, dies. we got people like that who just seem to be fine letting people just fucking get killed but then yeah. we've got other refs who i think are fantastic like um herb dean you big know, john big john but even they've Eldran. made mistakes, you know, like Herb Dean stopping the fight early a little bit with uh, Robbie Lawler and Ben Askren. I think that was an early stoppage, personally. It, it, too right. It, it was a good position for Ben, but it was too early to stop. Like, would Robbie yeah. have gone out? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. We don't know. And yeah. it, it's, it just leaves ambiguity. And yeah. um, But that's Herb Dean, and he's one of the best. But mistakes happen. Mm. We're human. We've just got to have yeah, consistency we... on what the, the rules actually are. Yeah, we don't mean to discredit any judges. That is a hard job when there's two guys scrapping yeah. like that, and you just have to try and... I don't know. Like, well, the, it's, the it's like one with... you count the strikes. I'm like, how on earth are you counting these yeah, strikes? Yeah, I know. Like, I'm like... Fair play, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but some, <laughs> yeah. some, all, we're, all we're saying is no discredit to any specific ref or no. but something needs to be done as a whole. Yeah, to, and to fix. look, things like the Robbie Lawler-Ben Askren fight, those mistakes do happen. Like, it it didn't look great for Robbie in that position. It's a uh, bulldog chokes are legitimate, man. Like, and Ben Askren, no matter what you think of him, has a crazy grip like he his grip is insane you know so mm. it didn't look great position for um for Robbie but Robbie wasn't out like he didn't tap he wasn't out and those mistakes happen mm. and Herb Dean's talked about it and he in fact was on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about that exact stoppage and people are human those things happen I think the issue is when you have stuff like this where where is the back of the head like where what is that position that you're talking about what did what did Eddie Alvarez do wrong in this mm. position to be DQ'd? And it's like the need opponent one. Obviously, as we've said before, you've got to fight with the rules that are in front of you. And you have Peter Yan versus Sanjamain Sterling. That's clearly a legal knee 
on the rules that we have. But I, I guess we're also saying you're allowed to do a tie clinch and knee. Like I'm mm. sure Jan definitely did that in that fight because he's so good at that. That's okay, but that wasn't okay. And I, mm. I now sit on the fence. I think illegal. I think well, I'm calling him illegal knees, but leagues knees to a down opponent should be legal. I think in the UFC, I think you should have them because it Good does lad. it does change the game. It does change it because you have like what happened to Mighty Mouse in UFC. Mm. Him doing that, trying to st- move up into a position where he could grapple in the UFC, he would have got up. He would have been stood mm-hmm. up. They would have got there because he was moving up. You know, maybe he would have got uppercutted. There was a space for that to happen too. But he would have definitely been able to stand up. With the one championship rules, bang, knee, it's over. It changes the way you would have fought because obviously Mighty Mouse was a bit rocked there anyway, but he may have, if he was a bit more to it, may have just gone to his back to allow somebody yeah. to come into his guard. And that changes mm. it. Would the guard then become more of something we'd focus on? You know, would the guard become more of a, you know, oh, he's in his guard. That's a beneficial position for the person who's in mm. guard. You know, who's got the guard, I mean, you know. Like, it, it does, I think it does help change the sport in a direction where I think you get more of a balanced look at martial arts. Because right now, you know, the guard isn't seen as favorable depending on what's going on, you know. <laughs> And it's 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 a weird one, but maybe a knee changing the rules like that would help to push the the actual judging in a better direction as well. Definitely, it's. <laughs> you, did you do that on purpose? One of our <laughs> questions is. <laughs> I d- transitioned you, it did well, you? didn't I? That was a lovely transition because one of our well, our <laughs> next question, I suppose, that we'll talk about is. Uh, what is our opinion on how you would score the guard in a mixed martial arts fight? Because yeah. uh, for anyone who isn't currently aware, at the moment, as a general rule of thumb, um, in the guard position, it's generally considered that the person on bottom is losing. Yeah. Um, which I'm not, a f- I mean, as a jiu-jitsu, I mean, I'm an MMA guy, but I've, I'm a big fan of jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I don't like that because that's a load of nonsense. Yeah, no, um, um, I, I am just ridiculous. straight jiu-jitsu and I'd look at jiu-jitsu as personally my favorite. Obviously, I'd do it. And when I see people, it's a weird one because obviously like you see, I think there's a weird balance between this because if you're in somebody's garden getting your face pummeled, then yeah, you're not getting scoring points. Mm. But I think if you're threatening from your back, there should be a lot, that should be weighted just as highly as somebody wailing on you when you're like on top of them, mm. but punching because... Well, you also get some mental fighters who manage to do a load of damage from their back with oh, elbows. Mate, Tony Ferguson, like, before he Ferguson, kind of yeah. Fooled. Pettis even can do damage yeah, from his back. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. I, I, I just think it should be scored the same as like on the feet. Like if it's just a neutral position, no one's doing anything, it's neutral. Mm-hmm. If the guy on the top is landing more strikes, which he probably is, then yes, yes, he's winning. Mm-hmm. But he shouldn't just be winning just for being on the top. If the guy on the bottom is landing more strikes, he's winning. Yeah, if he's yeah. going for more subs, he's winning. I just think there needs to be, I don't know, it, it seems to me like the person who decided that the guy on the bottom in the guard position is losing is someone who just doesn't do jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I like, think it's maybe a wrestler. You know, like you, maybe, you, yeah, maybe. But in terms of, for, in terms of capacity for finishing the fight, it's very hard to ground and pound someone effectively from the guard oh, because they time. have so much. They have so much. Obviously, you guys don't do ground and pound in jujitsu. No, but, but it's you, there's you, more. You know how how much control you have of someone's posture and yeah, positioning. That's what it's, it's fantastic. When you're legs. on the when you're in when you've got the guard, I, I personally think being in guards way more favourable because you have so many mm. more submissions you can try for, you've got the posture control and you can break yeah. that, you know. And even though we don't do striking, a big part of focusing on jujitsu is uh, because I do it to compete, but other people do it for self defence. And people know that if you have somebody in your guard, you're a lot more safe. You're a lot more safe because you can control their posture. Um, yeah. you know it, it's it's one of those things that I'm like the guard needs to be seen as just as important as the striking and it it's a strange one because I feel as you were saying I feel whoever's come up with the rules because the scoring system in the UFC anyway is very strangely mm. scored there's like octagon control you know there's um, strikes who's aggression got, yeah 100% and it it's some of the stuff that I'm like, that's such a fine margin to judge. And I know fights are mm. a f- fine margin, but when you've got something as openly obvious as how good a guard offensive can be, why aren't you scoring that? Why why aren't you using that as a, a method of helping you? And I'm sure some judges yeah. do. I'm sure we're not talking. I'm, I'm, I'm definite we're talking in like quite 
um, broad strokes here. But the fact there isn't like a just in the rules set out, this is how you need to judge somebody's guard. It's just so very well, bizarre. There needs to be that. There needs to be an agreed rule set. Otherwise, it depends on the judges on the night, which is ridiculous. You need you need the same rules for every fighter for every fight. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, this well, <laughs> this is where we see bananas sport. decisions. Where we see yeah, we completely ridiculous. One that I always go, I cannot believe that this didn't happen. I don't dislike the guy. I want to make that clear. I like Michael Bisbin, but Dan Henderson beat him in their second fight. Like I, oh, I, he I beat him so bad, man. It's I can't. So frustrating. It's so frustrating. Like I can't on the score. I gave him three rounds and Bisbing two. I cannot see how anybody was like, oh yeah, no, that's yeah, that's all right. <laughs> like I, well, I, I don't get it. It's the thing. Like bef- just quickly before we drift too far from it. So the thing about the guard for me is the reason the main reason they should be scored evenly is because yeah on the top you might be able to strike better but your capacity for ending the fight is much higher when you have guard rather than when you're in guard yeah. because you because because your submissions are more varied yeah there's there's um, way the, more submissions there yeah so the the thing with the henderson bisbing thing for me is like what that's doing is the way the scoring is set out at the moment favors one type of fighter more so than another so Mm. a fighter like bisbing or holloway or similar uh diaz even who are volume strikers who aren't one punch knockout artists who tap 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 and they chip away at people and that's how they win the fight yeah the the scoring as it is favors those people over big punchers like Mm -hmm. dan henderson so Big punch, you know, it, it might even out a little bit because big punchers obviously tend to get knockouts more frequently, whereas volume strikers tend to have to work harder to achieve TKOs. Yeah, you look but, at Max; he's phenomenal at that. You know, yeah, he's of phenomenal. Course. But so if you, but so if you get like a knockout, a big puncher who mm. doesn't manage to knock the guy out, but lands some big punches, you're you're, you're saying that his punches were less valuable than a large volume of much, much smaller punches from another guy. So I guess to explain it, if you think about it in terms of percentages, let's say I'm fighting you and we both have 100% health. Mm. You're a power puncher. I'm a volume striker. If I hit you with eight 10% punches and leave you with 20% health, but you hit me with one 90% punch, one big 90% beautiful punch, and I'm left with 10% health, I win on the fighter scorecards because I've hit you eight times and you've hit me not, uh, you've hit me once. Mm. But really, you've won because the one punch you did was way more effective than all of the eight that I threw. So it's very the way I see it is, if it was a it? real fight, yeah, if it was a real fight, you won that fight in my yeah. eye because I managed to hit you a few times, but I didn't really phase you and you hit me once and nearly fucking killed me. Yeah, so it, it makes interpretation it's... way too often. Like uh, I'm, I'm as yeah. we've been talking, I'm looking up how like how they're judged. And the mm. wording is just so up to a judge's interpretation. It's yeah, vague it's and up to interpretation. So and it's just... I mean, again, we don't have all the answers. Like, we're not saying that, you know, we have the perfect way of doing it. No, we I do. This is the like... way we're going to do it now. No, <laughs> it's like the UFC started in 1993, man. It's been going for 27 years. It's like, you got to think on, dude. boxing like, is like... There, uh, there must be a better way years. of doing it. You know, yeah, there must be a better way of doing it. But oh well, if you want to talk like that, you know, I mean, Pankratian was in the ancient Greek Olympics. Yeah, uh, what, like... what I meant is like you know, boxing it, it has such more of established rule set. So this is going to take yeah. time. Nobody has the solid answers yet, but we've got to find a better way. Like a unified rules Definitely. for MMA fighting needs to be put together with knees to down opponents, no back mm. to head shots, and also scoring better because it, it leaves way too much open to like vagueness yeah. like, it's just so much of interpretation there's been some fights recently which have given way too many 10-8 rounds which i'm like how in what world is that a 10-8 i remember a 10-8 round being that the guy got dominated it, like and people... i do mate you never saw it you never yeah, saw 10-8. and when you did you were like jesus like you, that you were like fair play yeah. how did that round not end how yeah. did exactly i was about to say yeah. They were the ones that you go, how did that round not end? Like, they, they were the ones that, like, you looked at. An example of that, arguably, I mean, it's very fine margins, but when Robbie Lawler was getting wailed on by Roy McDonald, when he did that head kick, maybe, because that fight almost got finished there. Yeah. It almost well, got a finished. Well, lot, a lot of Khabib performances, you think that's yes, a 10 8. When he literally yeah, yeah, spends yeah. five minutes on the guy just punching them. him and punching yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, um, and you've got to, I, they've got so many 10 8s now that I'm like, what is going on? I know. <laughs> like, what I know, is going mate, on? What bad. fight are we watching now? Are we going to see 10 7s? Like, that'd be insane. I like the way, I like the way that one championship does it um, because they score the fight as a whole rather than round by round. Yeah. 
I mean, someone tell me if I'm wrong, but th- th- you know, that's that's how I saw that's, it on the I think that's how Mighty Pride Mouse used and Moraes fight, as well, didn't they? Pride but, used but, to do that. But yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and and mate, big fan, love it. Like yeah, because yeah, because it's a fight. It's not. Do you know what I mean it's not? <laughs> I mean, it is a sport, but to me, it's a fight, man. And well, it's fighting sports. It, we've said it before. I feel like if there's been a theme throughout all of our episodes, is that combat sports. It's that's what it's called, you know. And it, me and mm-hmm. you sit on slightly different sides of the fences of that. Where I'm like, it's sport. You like it to be closer to as real as it gets. But we both agree that like it is a combat sport, and it's not like football. It's not like rugby. It's not like those other yeah. sports. It's different, and it needs to be treated differently. And mm. if we are doing combat sports, and personally, I think com- MMA is better than boxing. It's better than K1. It's better than just straight jiu-jitsu, even though I do jiu-jitsu. It's better to watch because it's all of it together. You see it all together, and we want to see what the best martial arts is. We just need to get better rules for this, and it, it is crazy. I think to myself, it's crazy that we're going to get a point where are we going to see 10 sevens in, in a fight? I'm like, that's insane, you know, and yeah. yeah, it's 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 a shame because you know it, these things have all linked together in a way. The punches to the back of the head, the knees to a ground opponent. Should we be judging the guards differently? It all links to the fact that I feel there is too much vagueness in the rules. Yeah, it all links to that. Yeah, man. too right, mate. Yeah, yeah, I agree, dude. I agree. It's um, I'm, it's one of them things as well. Like, there's a lot to be said for different ways to judge a fight. Like. So one one thing that I thought before, it would be interesting if this was the way, was let's say a fight goes the full distance and instead of judging it round by round or as a whole or whatever, you purely judge it on who was the closest to finishing it at any point. It's interesting. So even, let, let's say it was a five round fight and you whooped me, you know, all of the five rounds you were beating me, but only just by tapping me, tapping me and controlling the cage and holding me down. But at one point I rocked you or I had a submission on and I had it and you only just escaped. Mm. There's an argument to say that that's how a fight should be judged. Because if it was, again, if it was a real fight, who was the closest to actually winning, like Mm. to actually finishing the fight and winning? I'm not saying that's how it should be scored, but all I'm saying is there's a lot of different ways of looking at fights that would massively favour it for different people. So again, when we go back to that Dan Henderson-Michael Bisbing fight where Henderson supposedly lost, which he didn't, I think that's ridiculous. Michael Bisbing at no point was close to finishing that, that fight. Never. That like Henderson was like laughing at him every time he got punched. <laughs> but Henderson floored him like three so times. So many times. And mate. I'm like, dude, if you were watching that, like if you were stood outside in the street and two guys started scrapping, you'd be like, oh my god, like that old geezer's beating that dude's ass. Yeah. You know what I mean, like <laughs> you wouldn't even consider that the young guy was Bisbing was winning. No. You'd just be like, oh, Henderson whooped him. Like the young guy was giving it his best and like tickling him and giving him some little pats, but. Mm. It's Christ, difficult. He floored him three times. He definitely lost that fight. Yeah. Like, it's difficult because, like, ridiculous. obviously, you know, there's there needs to be a balance because, you know, although we've discussed how much I dislike him, Covington uses that pressure and that way of fighting uh, where it doesn't, I t- he's not necessarily somebody who finishes people, but his style is not as entertaining because it's about pressure it's about causing like tap tap fighting with using wrestling to to take it down but he dominates people um there is a weight to that you know um and it's 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 one of those ones that i'm like there needs to be a balance between the guy who we can knock somebody out get to that finish point or the guy who is like um controlling that person to the point where they can't do anything. So Max Holloway is a great example of that. I don't think Max is a guy that um, finishes people with just knocking them out dead. He volume and completely dominates and controls. And his and Volkanovski's fights are really interesting because they're very close. You know, the first fight, Volkanovski won for certain. The second one, I think Max won because he controlled a lot more. And it's kind of like another really good example of this discussion over decisions that we're kind of puzzled about. And it's probably one that we could talk about a lot longer, so we probably won't delve into too much, is GSP <laughs> versus Hendricks. A lot of people are going to say Hendricks Man, won. I don't think he did. That is controversial fight. I don't <laughs> think he did. He didn't. GSP won because it's still, if it's on the street, um, if it's on the street, then it's 100%. Hendricks probably was going to fuck him up. But mm. in the sport that we're in, He's definitely lost because GSP won the game. He won the game. Definitely, man. And that's the thing. That's the thing. You have to 
is is you know it's the same as saying you have to fight the rules of the game that you're playing you have to play the game you're playing like it's not gsp's fault that those were the rules yeah, yeah, mean, yeah, of yeah. the fight like he he played the rules he did exactly what he needed to do to win i, I get it <laughs> In I, summary, I agree i guess we, we're saying there needs to be better rules <laughs> yeah <laughs> what were you gonna yeah, say sorry I, you agree I, I think i think so mate because the thing is when you look at how the UFC was scoring fights at the time of that fight, yeah. and you watch the fight, I watch it and I'm like, mm, yeah, close fight, but GSP won. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. completely understand why he won in the scores. When you look at that as a fight, GSP lost. Yeah. Like Johnny Hendricks won the fight. Do you know what I mean? If it were, if it was outside in the street, Johnny Hendricks won. So my criticism is that yeah, the the rule needs to change because at the end of the day, it's a fight. I mean, and and I like to think of it as a fight more so than a sport. Yeah. So I would like the rules to favour the fighting aspect of it more so than the the sporting aspect of it. But then the thing is, that doesn't necessarily mean that Johnny Hendricks would win that fight still, because no. you would like to think that GSP would modify his tactics knowing what the rules of the game were. Well, yeah, um, because he's the best. So he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like I, he he's not my number one greatest of all time, but he is. Dude, he's obviously in the top five. I, yeah. I haven't taking the time to order them and laminate it but um my mate i've got it pinned on the wall man mate you've got his picture above your bed mate i have <laughs> you you loved it i mate. fucking loved it and his weird mate. like aqua aqua aerobic yeah mate his, um, if i had a swimming pool near me it. i'd be doing that shit like i would be doing that all the time gsp that's said a, it's good gsp <laughs> told me it was good so i'm gonna be doing it like that's the GSP way he didn't tell you shit he doesn't know you oh mate i genuinely i love gsp the only thing about gsp which i'm always it's like, oh mate, could you? Could you Is it you lost talking? to Steven Seagal? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the alien stuff, man. Have you heard him talking about the alien? No. Oh no. mate, look, I'm not discrediting people who believe in UFOs or anything like that. Like, I, I personally think, obviously, I do think there's alien life, but I don't think it's necessarily come to us in a flying saucer and a green little men. But GSP, man, oh man, he's like super into that. He's super, super into UFOs. And he on Joe Rogan's podcast was talking about how he thought he may have been abducted by aliens and shit. He does look a bit like an alien. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking. Have you seen him with hair now, by the way? Dude, Mate. everyone's calling him. Everyone's calling him George Saint P. Hair, and I love it. Oh my god, I keep seeing memes of George oh. Saint P. Hair, like when it's like, oh, don't worry, George Saint P. Hair isn't really can't hurt you, and then it's just a picture. Oh, dude, I, it's so funny. I, I didn't realize he could grow hair. I thought he was bald. Yeah, I thought he was bald. Now I'm like, what? I don't think he shaved his head. I thought he was just bald. Yeah, yeah. I now I'm like, mate. That's- Kind of weird that you did that your whole career. Now I see. Now I see why he shaved his head. No yeah, disrespect no. to George Saint Pierre, but shave your head. Sh- shave your head, mate. It's not good. Not uh, yeah, but so yeah. I love GSP. I'm never going to say anything against him. He's a lovely guy as well. Like from all the interviews that I've seen him in. But that that uh, that <laughs> that one bit where he's like talking about aliens is really weird. I'm not going to lie. He's really really into that. Like, Dude, I'm going to look that up then. I'll it's so much. Go to YouTube. Obviously. He was just on Joe Rogan's podcast again this week and they were talking about aliens again. And they were talking about yeah. like Area 51. And it's super interesting stuff. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not I'm not going like, oh, you're fucking weird. It's not like flat earth people who I'm genuinely like, mate, what are you talking about? But I am also like, GSP, please stop saying you've been abducted by aliens. Like, please stop saying that because <laughs> mm. you haven't. You're ruining this for me. Yeah, I love you, so GSP. not likeable. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely give that, a, I'll give that a watch then, man. I want to see that. For sure, man. Okay. I guess uh, we've answered, again, we've answered two of Steve's questions, but I guess something <laughs> that we should definitely uh, look at as well is the, the UFC tonight. Uh, I know it's uh, for somebody who's going to be listening to this in the future. It's not tonight. Don't go to UFC to try yeah, and so watch let's, it. Let's, let's not dwell on it too long. And this will age poorly, but um, <laughs> there's no real benefit to us doing this because all we can do is be wrong. We have nothing to gain. I guess um, the <laughs> only, I, I don't want to be horrible to the card. It's an interesting card. It's got um, Mike Perry's on it, who I think is trying to rebound from a fucking terrible nosedive. Is, of is he still being coached by his bird? Maybe I don't know. He's seen his know. career is fallen off, nosedived, man. So look, since I, he started getting coached by his girlfriend, but yeah, by his yeah, girlfriend, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's in the corner, just like punch him, punch him, punch him. You got it. <laughs> Do you know you're in a ring? <laughs> Mad, mate. So, but I mean, Platinum's all right to watch. Yeah, so he's exciting. And then, 
And then you got Mackenzie Dern. Yeah. You got Mackenzie Dern, who I just don't like her, man. I don't like her. I find a Brazilian accent that she puts on really annoying. Why has she got a Brazilian accent for? Yeah. She's not Brazilian. It's really strange. It really winds me up. Oh, the further you progress in jujitsu, you just develop an accent. Like, what's that about? Oh, I hate it, man. When you're a black belt, you are just Brazilian. That's the rules. And and, <laughs> and she like she's terrible at cutting weight. Like it was oh, I think it was her UFC bad. debut where she came in way overweight and then she obviously won and she was like, Oh, buzzing about it. And yeah. I'm like, mate, you're like a weight division higher, higher. than that woman. Of course you won. I think I'm I think Once she's gonna up. win. I actually think she's gonna win that. Well, she's obviously really good, jujitsu, do you know what I mean? Very and good. She's she's gonna do well, but like it does wind me up. Yeah. It does, it does then, wind me up. Si- uh, smiling Sam. Yeah, I love smiling Sam. I hope he wins. Smiling Sam, I hope he good geezer. Well. Yeah, yeah. Just a nice geezer. I don't know much about that Julian Mark. I don't know. No, no. I don't know much about him, unfortunately. I can't say much, but I, I do like Smiling Sam. I've t- uh, co-main I- event. Arnold Allen's going to win that without a shadow of a doubt. Like, I think so. Yeah, he's I very good. So. And I guess yeah. the main event's the main point of conversation. That's why we've flown through those ones. Fake Italian, Italian. <laughs> Fake Italian, Italian. About <laughs> Kevin Holland, <laughs> who's coming on six days' notice. Dude, that's mad. Like respect to Kevin Holland. A lot of people are giving him grief about like talking during fights. That was but, weird, like, though. You you saw that, uh, didn't you? Yeah, but dude, I like it. Like, Did you? I, 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 I don't know. It was really it's weird. Just, it's just funny, and I don't think it's an act. I don't think he's putting it on or trying to be special. I think that's just him, mate. No, I, like, I agree. I, I just thought it was weird. I mean, I don't <laughs> fight. I don't. I don't compete personally. But when I'm rolling and when I'm sparring, mate, I chat loads. Yeah, no, I chat I, to I'm people all... when I'm rolling too. <laughs> yeah, or even not two people, but I'll like I'll be rolling, and like any of my clients or training partners or anything can attest to this. I'll just be rolling, and I'll just be saying stupid shit like, "What are you doing? Where are you going?" <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I you see do what say you're that. doing. All, all shit like that. I see what you're doing. Get do you, off. Do you me. remember that time? Stop. Do you remember that time? Sorry, to cut you off. do you remember that time we went to? Was it York? M- York MMA. Yeah. And uh, obviously, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to discredit people. There was a certain guy there who was like the guy. And he tried to roll away from you, and you like went after him, going, "Where are you going?" Like put him into a guillotine. So, <laughs> so bit, bit of context. Bit of context for everyone is so. Um, Ian was you were you were doing your masters. At the yeah, time, I was. Yeah, you? yeah, I was doing my yeah. masters. Ian was doing his masters at Uni of York, and um, we were, we were living together, and he'd been training at the Uni of York MMA um, for a little while, and he said to me oh you know come down do the open mat or whatever i was like yeah, yeah that sounds really fun. good yeah, yeah but obviously hadn't massively thought it through that ian had essentially been like bigging me up to everyone there as the guy that taught him jujitsu and everything so when i went down there like i walked in and everyone was just like giving me daggers really <laughs> like you know what i mean like they, like they they kind of didn't want there was me a lot there. of looking and, you up and down that happened yeah, a and, lot and all of the guys like just would challenging me like I want to roll I want to roll like let's roll and I was like Christ man and like for anyone who doesn't know me I'm just not a competitive person man I don't care like yeah I'll roll that's cool like if you win cool if I win cool I don't care that's fine but like some people get so into it and it's anyway um so they're all rolling with me and then they're like number one guy who fights and whatever hang on I'm I'm making this story sound like I'm trying to big myself up I'm really not at all I was yeah. I was a bit bigger than this guy I was a bit heavier than him do you yeah. know what I mean like a bit of a weight disparity anyway. look, they're nice they were nice people as well I just think they and they, they were nice they people. had a very, very competitive yeah I think they just had a very competitive like um uh feel there like I I, I much prefer where I'm at now yeah uh, with wave where it's more very camaraderie much. yeah so like you're a family yeah. basically a team together right. and it felt very much like I didn't expect it to be like that either I didn't expect it to become very competitive but some people yeah. look you look at places like aka that's what that's how they thrive they're competitive and that's yeah. how it works some people are like that some people aren't so it's not a, a, a discredit to them too right yeah know. yeah no it's absolutely it's not a dig that's just how some people go and that's just not my vibe that's not no. how i like to do it i run my yeah, own yeah. studio now and my kind of thing like if you're a you know a big ego if you're a bully or whatever it's like see you later mate you're at the wrong yeah, place no, you know what i mean we yeah, don't bully yeah. anyone here we're a team but no. anyway so i was and then they obviously don't another thing is they don't want anyone there losing to an outsider they want yeah, their best yeah, guy course, to be the best course. guy yeah, they yeah, don't want course. some geezer to come in and beat their best guy but anyway so he challenges me to roll and at first i was like you know uh no like i'm rolling with my friend ian i come down yeah, here to yeah. roll with ian do you know what i mean but then they like insisted so i was rolling with this guy and then yeah it was really funny how in <laughs> the middle of the roll he's he started he started crawling away <laughs> so i had to like i went after him and i was like where are you going i was talking to him the whole time where are you going Which, yeah i got a few i got 
I think he maybe he, took as like you being like, where are you going? But that's how what you do. I didn't, me- like you I didn't mean it that way. It's just, <laughs> no. that's just how I speak. Yeah. Because you said and, that uh, to me. Like when we were rolling, you would be saying that to me too. Because I'd be trying yeah. to get from you. And you'd be like, where are you going? I'm coming for you. <laughs> so it's just, it's just oh, it's how great. I am, man. It's just so funny. It's so funny. That's yeah. memory. And then, and then he back. didn't. He didn't. After I, I think I, I think I submitted him three or four times. Yeah, he, yeah. he never spoke to me again. I never heard from him. Yeah, he, yeah. he was quite friendly with me at the start, but then I never heard from him again. So. It's weird though. If we're, we're going into a slightly different thing, so we won't go too long, and maybe we can talk about that in a different podcast. Uh, it's weird how martial arts does do that sometimes you have people who and i'm not saying this guy's like that you know i i I don't know him anymore either so i don't speak to him so um and after that like it was weird vibe after that i kind of stopped going just because it had a weird vibe but well you were the guy that brought me yeah (laughs) of course it had a weird vibe (laughs) that guy he brought that guy (laughs) but it it was kind of like what's the word I think people have like such a big ego. That's it. And I'm not saying this guy is like that anymore or anything, but some people are very like, if they get beat like that, it can be really like a, a hard thing to handle. And like, don't get me wrong. I could be a bit like that. Like when I was younger and started in martial arts, you know that I could get a bit frustrated with losing and it mm. gets frustrating to keep losing. But since training more and training in a, a bigger team where I'm at now, you, you just lose all the time. That's life, man. I'm like, I get, yeah. I get submitted my, all the time. It's like... My biggest advice to anyone who's in martial arts or is considering martial arts or whatever is like, you're not the best in the world and the chances of you ever being the best in the world are quite slim. Mm. And even if you are the best in the world, you're going to lose. Everyone yeah. loses. Like, you will always find someone better than you or stronger than you, or bigger or whatever. So... Just chill, man. Just yeah. chill. Like, be yeah, yeah. be happy when you win, and just take it on the chin. And when when you lose, I just encourage you to just you know instead of oh, blah, 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 whatever mm. getting angry or going rolling again, but adding ten percent to your output. And yeah, you, oh, yeah. I'm gonna beat him just by being all rigid. Yeah, no, chill. Just ask him. Oh, you know, how did you do? What what, what did I do wrong? Yeah. yeah, how did you do that? What what was the opening? You know, was there anything you thought I could have done? Just chill, man. Yeah, like, yeah. use that as a. I mean, it's it's so cliche to say you win or you learn, but genuinely, you do. especially in jujitsu, use that as a learning opportunity yeah, and say time. like, say to the guy who just beat you, like, you know, was there a way I could have prevented that, yeah. or would you mind showing me what you did? Or, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I think that's, that's, that's the biggest my, thing. That's, that's my changed. main piece of advice. Yeah, but same. I think that's the biggest thing that changed for me. Like, I, 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 I am a competitive person. I have that streak that I do want to win and things. And that's why I do go to competitions. But the competition I just had, I, I lost two and one. I just had Jesus. That was over a year ago. I'm like, <laughs> it feels like it though, doesn't it? It does, man. Like, Christ, all concepts of time just go out the window. But yeah, no, I, I lost two and won one. And like, I afterwards, I felt amazing. Not because, like, you know, um, not because I like, was the best like but i beat somebody but because i lost two mm. rounds and i got to learn something and i went like got mm. to speak to people and meet new people but yeah i completely agree man like i think that's the biggest thing i've changed i was i used to be a lot more frustrated when i lost but now i'm a mm. lot like uh, who cares who cares genuinely who it cares? just don't it's, matter man it just yeah, it does, does not matter. matter like you'll you'll still go home go to bed you eat learn. dinner. Do you know what i mean whatever yeah. just crack on <laughs> exactly on life. exactly and that <laughs> i guess it. that t- brings us full circle really because that's what happened to mighty mouse he met somebody yeah. who's better than get him, on and with your learn. life yeah <laughs> get on with your life mighty mouse Jesus. get on with your life that's it anyone who's struggling just fucking get, get on, on with, with it. it no that's bad advice that no, sounds really terrible impressive advice. No, yeah, no, find no. help but yeah <laughs> Jeez. again that sounds really ingenuine i don't mean but no but genuinely <laughs> talk find to people wherever you got friends you've got yeah. friends people talk to us talk, talk to, to us. us send us an email yeah. We've got an email address. Send us your you... questions. Yeah. Unless you're Steve. We've Unless you're Steve. Fuck Steve. Steve. Uh, no. There is no Steve, by the way, everyone. If that's not clear, there is <laughs> no Steve. funny. I mean, there is, is my Steve. dad's name. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then there is a Steve, but he definitely doesn't give a fuck about your podcast. Well, no, I don't. He, <laughs> he definitely does. He just never listened to it. He's... <laughs> my my parents understand. still think I do kung fu. So, uh, 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 at least my dad knows I do jujitsu. He does know that. He does. Well, that's good then. <laughs> That's good then. <laughs> oh, mate! But what's our yeah. email address so everybody knows to email us? I mean, it's coming in the in the close off, so they're going to hear it twice. No, I want to hear it um... twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
It's <laughs> combat casuals at outlook.com with no spaces or anything. So talk to combat us casuals if you need us. <laughs> yeah, send us an email, ask us a question, or just tell us how you feel. Yeah, just just um, open up to also, us. Right also, I'll just whack this in. Feel free to send us just an audio clip of yeah. something yeah. you feel, and we'll, we'll include it in an episode. Yeah. If, you, if you have something to say about a recent fight or yeah. about just an aspect of martial arts or literally anything, yeah, if you, you know have what? something if you relevant don't agree to with say... Us. If you don't agree with yeah. us, send us a recording and put it in. Yeah, just record it for as long as you yep. want, 20 seconds, 10 minutes, whatever, and we'll, we'll, we'll include it, or yeah, we'll include yeah. the good bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or we won't done. put it in at all, so whatever, yeah. you, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Be like, oh shit, Ian, this guy's a lot smarter and well-rounded yeah, than we are. We probably shouldn't include this he's, clip. He's told us <laughs> he why. He us look a right mug. <laughs> he's told us why there should not be needs to a grad opponent and oh, he's done dear. it much better than we have so let's fucking he's actually made a really well-rounded case for steven seagal so i'm yeah. gonna back down right. it's steven seagal he's emailed us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. oh he oh j- sorry just quickly before we finish i have to address because conor mcgregor <sighs> put the prediction that he's going to finish dustin poirier yeah. in the fourth with a front kick to the face didn't he have you yeah. seen that yeah and no. then someone put a meme up of obviously steven seagal like on the phone like <laughs> But, you know, oh, it kind of needs me. Oh, oh mate, anyway. love it. I love it. I love right. it. Right, All right guys. Do. <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> see, see you next time. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Combat Casuals podcast. To get involved with the Ultimate Fighting Conversation, email us at combatcasuals at outlook.com. We can answer your questions in our next podcast. Or perhaps even have you on the show. Be sure to follow or subscribe or support us however you can. Thank you to Me Against the World for our theme music. Catch you next time.